Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Trent Smallwood, and we are coming to you here live on the UGA Sports YouTube channel here on a Monday night to do what we always do every Monday night, Trent, and it is talk about Georgia football recruiting, and we do it all thanks in part to Turner Wooden Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. Make sure to check both those companies out. Been around for over 100 years and going to help you out with all your insurance needs. But, you know, Trent, right now, man, we're getting into the the nitty-gritty. We're a month away from the early signing period today, I believe. And in this next month, there's going to be things happen that no one saw coming. And then there's also going to be unprecedented things happening with this transfer portal window opening the new rules that Kirby smart talked about in his press conference a little bit today with, you know, coaches not being able to go out on the road a week at SEC championship, all this kind of stuff taking place. So uh, first off, Trent, thanks for joining us uh, for, you don't know on, uh, on Trent's little vacay here. He's, he's not in his normal circumstance, so, but he's been a team player. So thanks for that. And uh, man, what do you think about this, this late push here in this class? I mean, I mean, they're doing everything possible to, uh, you know, to bring in a top tier uh, a class like normal uh, Kirby. Um, this is we talk about year in, year out. Kirby is uh, always one step ahead of, of what uh, everybody in the, in the rest of the country is thinking um, when it comes to recruiting. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know, there's not many official visits left to be taken. Um, you're going to see some in December, but there's just there's, there's not many more left. Um, and, and, and you're going to see the coaches on the road and, and you're going to see who hits the portal. That's that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the portal. What what's going to happen? What's going to happen at Texas A&M? What's going to happen at Miami? Some of the stuff's already going public. Um, and, and I think you're going to see some more around the country uh, that, you know, players that that didn't play as much this first year. So, um yeah, the the portal is going to be wild, and I, I'm I'm interested to see see what names go in there, and uh, you know, and what names are, are pursued by Georgia because they're going to have that short window too. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if any Georgia players go in there uh, for sure. Because here's the dynamic: you have some guys, of course, that have a chance, a legitimate chance to get a national championship ring, another national championship ring for many of them, and even if some way might not be happy with their necessarily playing time or may want to maybe hearing you know chirping things here and there in the ear about hey you could get more nil or something if you if you went over here and stuff like that how many guys are willing to you know kind of alienate themselves from a team during a championship run like this so i think georgia might be the beneficiary of their own success when it comes to this this first little portal uh portal window period here in december whereas some other teams aka you know uh, maybe a Tennessee or a, a Alabama or these other schools that are that are totally out of it now, they they may be a little bit fearful come December third. What what's going to happen? Yeah, and um, you know, it, it'll be interesting because because the way this new uh, recruiting setup is, you got to have the spots to to get the spots. But you know, Georgia's in a situation where they are uh, in a national championship run, so they do not necessarily uh, you know, I guess force people out to the portal. Uh, you know, this early or, you know, kids might not want to want to transfer at this point. And uh, it, it's just going to be interesting, this whole dynamic um, uh, of how it takes place. And, uh, and, and you know, they're trying to they're trying to, to mix stuff up and see what works. And uh, and we'll see if this one works. But um, it'll be interesting to see come December 3rd. 
Absolutely. We got a lot of people in here watching. We got Anton Sampson from Columbus, uh, Georgia on my mind, from Townsend, Georgia. Drop in where you guys are watching from as we go throughout here. Of course, Jeremy Barber, as always, from Logan, uh, yeah, Jeremy Barbie, Barbary from Loganville in here with us. Uh, where else? We got Brad Pitt from, uh, from Dahlonega. Uh, so we got lots of guys. Hey, Bo, Bo Robinson from Gainesville, our neck of the wood there, uh, there Trent. So uh, we got I know him. Bo. Yeah, I know Bo as well. He was, he was, a heck, <laughs> Bo was a heck of a little ball player, man. When he was, uh, when he was playing as well, he could come on here and talk some ball for sure. Uh, Jetta AB35, Jacksonville, North Carolina. So we got lots of people in here with us. Uh, Dare Senior, once again. You know, all all of our regulars in here. So make sure to do us a favor. Hit the like, hit subscribe, turn on notifications. This YouTube channel is growing unbelievably, and it's because of you guys. Uh, we we really we really appreciate all the support. I, I can tell you that there's not um there's not much action in Tennessee. Um, you know, I'm 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 in Tennessee and I'm in Pigeon Forge and um the streets are mighty quiet here um, the, the past couple nights. So people um, wearing black, all black instead of the orange. I, I mean, there, there's, I, I don't know really. You know, they're still, they're still trying to figure out how to stop South Carolina. I think so. Um, it, it is very close. It's a good weekend to be here. Uh, it's cold, but uh, it, it's definitely, um, definitely ain't much action out here. You you truly get a nice quiet vacation with the, the with the Vault Nation subdued up there uh, in Tennessee. So absolutely, we got Vault questions as always. We're going to be knocking out, but and and talking about momentum with some guys that necessarily weren't in the picture a couple of weeks ago, uh, Trent. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But I wanted to kind of touch on a, you know, I was just thinking over college football in general this weekend and the position that Georgia is in and seeing all these close games, right. That, that the top four teams in the country have, of course, Tennessee losing other teams that have, have lost over the years uh, or over the, the last couple of weeks that maybe weren't supposed to in certain games. And, you know, we're at a point now where we cover the Georgia Bulldogs on a daily basis. That's what you and I do. I mean, we, we keep up with it on a daily basis and we see, you know, all the complaints, all the talks here and there, maybe, oh, well, Georgia didn't do this against the Kentucky team and stuff like that. But it made me think that, man, two undefeated SEC records in a row, to back-to-back undefeated seasons in the SEC, I don't care who you're playing or not playing on that schedule. That's an unbelievable feat, and a lot of it has to do with not only – the way you know Kirby Smart and Todd Munkin and Glenn Schumann, of course Dan Lanning before that, were are coaching this team, but also it just speaks to the not only the talent that Georgia's bringing in on a consistent basis, Trent recruiting wise, but also going and getting the right fits on certain guys. Um, because I think you've seen the downfall of a, even an Alabama in this era of the transfer portal that has not necessarily adhered to their normal standards of bringing people in who are kind of Alabama men type type deal character wise and also miscalculated on the portal a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I think that, uh, that, that Georgia's done a good job of, uh, you know, holding on to their, that their roster basically. And I know they lost Jermaine Burton and they've lost a couple guys along the road, but they've done a good job of, of holding on to what they've rec- recruited. They've done a good job in the de- 
development department. Um, I, I think if you if you look at defensive just defensive line ratings um, and, and go back the last four years, there's not much difference between Georgia and Alabama. And Alabama's might be a little bit better, but I think Georgia has done a lot better job developing that talent, keeping that talent on campus, developing it. And you saw coming off of last year, they're like, no way that defensive line, you know, is is, is going to be good. I mean, they they lost, you know, four first round picks. Well, you know, this is a, um, you know, kudos to Trey Scott is he had guys ready. He had, he had those guys, Warren Brinson and Nazir, Nazir Stackhouse and, um, uh, you know, Zion Logue. He had these guys ready to play. And then they, you know, they, they did take snaps last year and, and backup roles, but they also, um, they also go up against Georgia's offensive line every day in practice. And they, and they, and they, they they've done a good job developing and, uh, you know, Glenn Schumann at the linebacker position has done a good job um, having Munden and having um, Dumas Johnson ready uh, to go to fill the, the the shoes of last year. And then, then you got veteran guys like uh, Davis and uh, Tresman Marshall behind them. So uh, they have a good mixture of not only great players, but great leaders uh, that, that might still be in a backup role, but they're, they're playing big roles. Yeah, I, I think when you when you contrast uh, some of the things like what Alabama's going to need more of is guys like Brian Robinson who are willing to wait their turn and like Georgia's done with, with Ryan Davis, you know, at inside linebacker being able to help this year and do, do some things like that. There's guys that have been willing to to wait their turn and, and things like things like that. So I think that's a unique thing that, you know, Kirby Smart uh, hit it on a press conference the other day. They, they're looking for guys. He said, you assume everybody's going to be an unselfish person, all that kind of stuff. But I think the character evaluation, to, to your point and what you're saying, is a lot bigger of an element for it than uh, for Georgia than, than a lot of people and maybe even a lot of programs go into. There's, you know, going all the way back to the Zach Evans thing where, make no make no mistake about it, he, he was – he was set to go to Georgia, they and they they turned him away because of of uh, some issues with with character and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just want everybody to, if you are a Georgia fan, if you are in enjoying this run, and of course everybody wants uh, to see, you know, on our message boards and stuff, they want to see the offense always executing the red zone and nobody make mistakes and questionable decisions and stuff like that. But just kind of enjoy the kind of enjoy what you're seeing right now because it's a it's a rare thing as you see some of these other other schools uh suffering losses and things like that that maybe they aren't supposed supposed to but it's the recruiting and then that the coaching and that connection piece that georgia said on the last two years it's kind of making it pretty special run here here trent yeah and and and, you know that's one of the things that you know talking to recruit some people uh, every day they they will come out and and what the georgia staff will do is they'll come out and they'll say okay we know you can play football so now we're going to spend the next however long evaluating your character evaluating how you are in the classroom talking to your teachers they talk to they spend the countless in the hallway <laughs> yeah they spend countless amount of time talking to you. janitors teachers the the lunchroom people um the, your principals uh and not only that they'll talk to your uh they'll, they'll go and talk to their parents talk to them at work talk to their parents bosses i mean they do their homework and they want genuine uh, genuine guys in there that are going to uh represent the university in the right way and uh you know families that are going to represent georgia the right way and I think they've done a good job in, 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 with that, with landing the, the talent they have along with, the, uh, with, with 
how they are, uh, just young men and how they uh, just watch them. Uh, I think it's just so interesting to watch from the time that, you know, we get, have the opportunity to interview them as, as, you know, juniors or seniors in high school to what they are as sophomores and juniors, uh, seeing them as uh, captains on the field, seeing them in the uh, locker room after the game, uh, in their post-game interviews, just seeing how much they've uh, matured. And, uh, and a lot has to do with the way they run the program at University of Georgia. They run it top notch. They run it first class. And, uh, and, and you know, they're 29-1 and one or whatever they are in the last 30 games. And everybody else in SEC has two losses this season. So uh, yeah. uh, they're doing things the right way, and, uh, and they're winning ballgames. And uh, to, to stay there by, you know, it can't just all be, uh, you know, development and coaching because at the end of the day, you do have to have that talent. And that's what we're here to do is talk about that talent acquisition and uh, talk about recruiting. So here we go. We're going to start off the way this works. Guys in the chat, we appreciate you all being in there. We're going to get to your questions here in just a minute. Continue to 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 chat kind of amongst yourselves in there. If we hit see something throughout, we'll throw it up here. But we uh, always hit our loyal members over at UGASports.com, the vault members first. So we're going to get to their questions. And uh, the first one we have here, Trent, is from Pine Tree, uh, who, you know, always is one of our loyal questioners here. And he says, any big timers uh, from the 23 class expected to visit Athens this weekend? Um, Trent, usually this type of weekend, noon kickoff, staff is about to be getting ready for an SEC championship game. So they're not going to be spending much time with people. They're going to be getting right into preparation for LSU after this. I don't think you'll see as many big-time names, maybe some commits come back into town. But there was a report by uh, Adam Gorney uh, of Rivals that uh, Mateo Uungalele um, could – he's going to be coming in a couple weeks, and he could possibly want to get an in-game uh, environment. So if that's the case, maybe he – makes the trip out from California. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't expect uh, many guys. You might see a couple commits pop in. I don't expect to see many targets pop in um, for the simple fact that, uh, like you said, they're going to, they're, they're going to start preparing for George, uh, for LSU at three forty eight. And the minute that game's over on uh Saturday afternoon and uh, the preparation will be there. And I, I think it's a good move uh, that, that there will be no, um, uh, visiting recruits to put those teams in the SEC championship behind this year um, that, you know, that week, because, you know, Georgia often takes that week to simply game plan. Uh, their, their sole focus is on the SEC championship. And um, so it, it had, had been a disadvantage at times for, for those teams that were in the S uh, SEC championship. But uh, I'm thinking about the, the weekend after the SEC championship is the, the weekend that you'll, you'll see some guys, uh, some big time guys on campus, but uh, I'm not expecting much up until then, but you, you better believe that uh, after the SEC championships over, Georgia's going to hit the, uh, hit the ground running. Yeah. And, and Georgia also typically in the month of December when after the SEC championship game's over and they've got that kind of not lull period, but they're getting prepped for college football playoff. And all it is is just kind of normal, uh, normal, run of the mill, you know, practice lifting, all that kind of stuff. And the coaches have a little bit more time. They bring in some, some big recruits and we're going to get to, to some of those guys, Nichols Harbor being one of them. Uh, you know, he's told rivals um, that, that he will be in, in Georgia, in Athens for an official visit, December 16th through 18th. And um, you, you might have to correct me, try. I think he was one that was thinking about waiting until February to sign. I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that he'll be an early enrollee, but even if that's the case, if he does wait till February, having a athlete 
the caliber of Nichols Harbor in in December for an official visit when you didn't even think you were necessarily in the ball game for him a couple of weeks ago. That's huge for Georgia because they're they're apparently he tells rivals that that he's being he's being recruited as a tight end by Todd Hartley. Yeah, and that'll be interesting approach. Uh, you know, with Georgia already having two tight end commits and uh, being in on Deuce Robinson, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, when he's on campus and 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 uh, you know when they get in those meetings because I mean this is you're talking about a, a, a dynamic athlete. Um, you know, it's in two eight in the in the hundred, I believe. I mean, he can it, it doesn't it doesn't matter really what position he plays he's a guy that could probably line up at wide receiver um like, like a douche robinson he's just that good of an athlete and um it, it just it'll be interesting to see what type of recruit uh recruiting approach they take with uh with him and and you know even if defense is, uh, is something that's talked about because uh, i think you know one of the big needs for georgia just uh to hit on this class is edge and um and you know uh, with, with the edge players, I, I know I know Mapemba and I know Damon Wilson uh, is coming down, getting closer to a commitment, visiting Ohio State this weekend. So uh, I, I know edge is a priority, uh, especially the way Georgia has lacked the depth this year. So um, yeah. it, it'll be interesting coming into that visit to see uh, uh, what what happens and, and and you know the approach Georgia takes. And and you know Nichols Harbor is a guy that you really uh, kind of like a KJ Bolden. You tell him whatever they want to hear to just get them in the building. And that, that you, you let the chips fall where they may after it, you know, he ends up not being a tight end. He ends up moving to the other side of the ball. You never know. But I mean, uh, just, yeah, I, I'm not expecting him to sign until February though. So, and he's, and listen, he's the kind of guy that legitimately he's considering being a professional, uh, track and field athlete. That is, that is a that is not out of the realm of possibility for him to forego college altogether and be like I'm going to go run track professionally. That's how fast this young man is. So uh, unbelievable athlete and and somebody you got to watch for. And like we said well, with Mateo Uangalele, same thing. Not in the picture a couple of weeks ago. It looks like uh, David Hobbs is going to do Tennessee. Georgia's still looking for a, a, a five technique, somebody that can fit that role. And Mateo Uangalele could could definitely do that. And whether they get him on on campus this weekend for the Georgia Tech game or if he waits till that December period, uh, that's another guy that could fit a huge need for this class, Trent. Yeah, and this is a guy that. Um... I'm, I'm sure all of you uh, recognize the name, um, but uh, this is the guy that, uh, um, like you said, wasn't on Georgia's radar. And this is the guys that we talked about. There's a lot of guys that have popped up. This guy's communicated. This this guy reached out to Georgia. Um, this yeah. was, uh, you know, Georgia was on him, you know, early on in the process. There wasn't much back and forth. Um, communication kind of died out. He reached back out to Georgia um, th- this fall. So um, this is just another example of, players just wanting to 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 be in, in, in you know in Athens or 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 want to get that feel of Athens because of, of you know what's going on uh what Kirby's uh got going on uh here at Georgia because you know a lot of people looked at Georgia this year and said oh they're going to take a step back there's just there's no way they're going to make a playoff run Alabama's loaded um a lot of teams are loaded Ohio State might be the best they've ever been um and here we are uh you know getting closer to uh, Thanksgiving, uh, December, and Georgia's the number one team in the country once again. So um, just a uh, 
absolute great job by the Georgia staff. And, uh, and you know, and I think the recruiting is going to show off for that here in a couple weeks. And there's that connection there with uh, St. John's Bosco, who Georgia is in great position with 2024 safety Peyton Woodyard uh, in that in that class or in that on that team out there. Um, I'm not sure that they end up getting DeAndre Moore now, but they definitely got in his you know top two three of schools. It looks like Louisville's actually for a long time. It looked like he would definitely flip from Louisville, but Louisville, man, all I can say is uh, Louisville must be, have found a way to utilize the the NIL process uh, trip because there ain't a whole lot on the field to be excited about, but they got some guys stacked up over there like DeAndre Moore. Um, the the running back uh, from Texas escapes my uh, escapes my name right now, but Madden yeah. Sanks out, out of Georgia. Who's the running back? Uh, Rock, he's a – man, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'll, I'll – I'll, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. He's from he's from Texas. Uh, that Georgia was in on. We had the connection with Arch Manning, and uh, yeah, yeah, I understand him. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll look it up here in just just a minute. Oh, me, Ruben, me. Ruben Owens. Ruben, Ruben, Ruben Owens. Owens. Thank you, Jeremy, I, I lost it there for a second, but yeah, Ruben Owens. You know, he's over there for sure, and uh, it, it's it's interesting there. But yet again, Georgia making connections out there at St. John's Bosco, and. There's Mateo Uangalele. So he probably saw Georgia recruiting all those guys. And to your point, uh, wanted to kind of rekindle that that conversation over there. So uh, very interesting for sure. All right. We got a lot more questions here. We got to hit. Uh, Andy So said, Are you hearing of any flips coming to UGA if UGA does, in fact, get some big time flips? Who would be the odd man out in the class to make room? I, I don't know that there's going to be a position when it comes to flips where Georgia would have to force anybody out necessarily. Trent, I think this is a class where you could see him take as many as 28 kids uh, in, in this 28 prospects in this class. So I'm not sure anybody would get necessarily forced out. Maybe tied in could be the only one that would be crowded, but listen, Austin Lucky's a, a Georgia legacy and I, I don't see Kirby smart, you know, saying, Hey, we need you to, we need you to bump out of the class. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see any. Um, I think you, you would see, you know, some of Georgia's players hit the transfer portal before you saw uh, many guys, tra- uh, you know, pushed out of this class. I, I think this class is um, pretty solid. I mean, I mean you know, th- th- there's going to be that maybe one player that, that um, decides to go elsewhere. But, you know, it, it's still I, – I don't, I don't think Georgia's going to do much pushing out because they have the spots available. Um, at tight end, you I mean you you got to think, uh, you know, Darnell Washington's going going to get the pro route. I mean, the guy, the guy. I know stats wise, uh, it doesn't always show it, but uh, he is he is the MVP of that offense uh, week in and week out. And um, and you know, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna go, and that's gonna uh, allow Georgia to bring in a couple of tight ends. So uh, it depends on what happens. Um, with, with the rest of the tight ends in the room, you know, I could see like Brett Sather, Sather or something like that uh, deciding to, to transfer out, get some playing time. But we'll see what happens. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just saying it's going to uh, – it'll be interesting to see what uh, exactly happens to that position to open up spots. But I don't see Georgia pushing uh, commits out in the spot. Yeah, I don't see them pushing commits out. And then the, the flips that are most likely right now, I think everybody's got their eyes, of course, on Anthony Evans – uh, wide receiver Georgia wants desperately to get another talented wide receiver in this class. Uh, so Anthony Evans, who's currently committed to Oklahoma, he came down to Georgia and Oklahoma the first time. Uh, Brian McClendon has not given up. He was back in town for that 
Tennessee game. Of course, Justice Haynes was also in town uh, for that Tennessee game, and everybody knows his background his, as a as a Georgia legacy. And we've said over and over again that that's not going to be a situation that's done until the ink dries over there on uh, on signing day. And uh, Trent, you know, quite honestly, I think that uh, Buford's early exit from the playoffs works in you know Georgia's favor a little bit because now he's there's no there's no playoffs to to consider and I think uh, he can think about his recruitment a little bit more and stuff like that and maybe gives uh, Georgia some some more time to to talk to him and, and things of those nature while he's not preparing for uh, you know a run in a state championship yeah and I mean the, the guy uh, was was you know everything for Buford uh, Friday night although they lost on the scoreboard he definitely did his part um, he was uh, just dynamic on the field and just watching him he's just uh, you know, th- th- there's a reason why he's the best running back in the country, um, th- and there's a reason why Georgia hasn't hasn't stopped recruiting him. It ain't because it's Baron Haynes' son; it's because he's number one running back in the country, and he's a good kid. And um, and so it's it's uh, Georgia's going to continue to work there. Uh, Georgia has been working there, and uh, and you know, I, I think uh, you know we, we talked about it along the way. Ohio State's continuing to work there, but I think that right now. Um, the the focus is on you know Alabama and Georgia which one is is best for him um, as as person not best for him as Bron Haynes' son but but best for him and um and, and I think Georgia's made uh you know a big big move there um but but we'll see what happens you know with it, with him having time to, to think you know he's a big uh, uh you know God person and he, he he says he sits down and prays a lot about his his situations and uh and so we'll see. They have plenty of time to uh, sit down and, 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 you know, get all the information he needs and, and make the best decision for him. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure. Here's the thing about Justice Haynes, uh, by the way, if you just go and look at his where he ranks all time in, in GHSA yards in terms of all the all the things he's done. I mean, he's passed he passed Herschel Walker last year, uh, at, you know, as his junior year at the end of his junior year with yards and touchdowns and all that kind of stuff. Um he he's a he's a hall of famer in terms of in terms of Georgia high school football. Uh, Justice Haynes will one day be a a GHSA hall of famer. So um, you know that's the kind of caliber of athlete you're bringing in. It's not just because he played you know he he played uh, he played in some some tough tough competition down there when 3A was pretty sporty with uh, Blessed Trinity and then came up to course play on 7A senior year. So that's why Georgia is so hot and heavy after him. But those are the main. Uh, people that they're looking to flip, you know, of course, you always got to keep an eye out for, you know, maybe some of those linemen, Basantis, Shanahan, things like that over at Texas A&M, particularly if LSU, you know, lays the smack down on them this weekend and just takes things from bad to worse over there. But who knows? Some of those uh, NIL deals might be binding already. <laughs> already, Trent, they may not be able to leave. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that that is a that's a show over there. And then that's why I'm more interested in what's ha- going to happen with this transfer portal because, uh, like I said, Georgia's going to have the spots, but uh, you know it, that's that's going to be another uh, you know dynamic in this whole situation. Is yes, Georgia's going to have s- spots available, but how many spots available are they going to be able to take you know to end this class and add to from the transfer portal in this window? And um, it, it that that's going to be very interesting to see uh, because you know it, it, if Georgia doesn't uh, 
is not able to flip Justice Haynes. You know they're going to be out for a, a, a running back in the portal. If just uh, if Georgia only lands one more wide receiver in this class, you know they're going to be looking for you know a dynamic wide receiver to come in. Um, you know, outside linebacker, they would love some depth at that position, especially somebody that's you know been in college for a year. So, um, I, I you know, I, those are just three of the positions that I'm looking at that that Georgia could really attack in this uh, in this transfer portal. Absolutely. Uh, got a, our next question here is from the Boy Racer 45. As of today, one month from the early signing day, early signing period, uh, how do you think Georgia finishes this class? Um, Trent, I've, I've said for a couple of weeks now, I think with what's remaining out there, where Georgia sits with guys, I think they're a favorite for Impemba, a favorite for a Jordan Hall. Um, they're right there in the top two for Damon Wilson, you know, right there neck and neck with Ohio State. Uh, and then, of course, the offensive weapons they're pursuing as well with what they already have sitting at number five in the in the country and a lot left on the bone here. I just feel like Georgia is is definitely a top two class uh, before 2023 is is said and done with. I mean, what's your feeling on things? Yeah, I think they're going to finish in the top three for sure. I think that uh, the moving up to number one is going to depend on uh, number one, you know, the flip of Anthony Evans and the flip of Justice Haynes. And and after that, I think uh, where Deuce Robinson lands. Um, I think those three players could really dictate taking Georgia from, you know, two, two or three to number one. Or if you get in on a guy like a Nichols Harbor. <laughs> if, yeah. if a Nichols Harbor, uh, that, that's somebody that – Nichols Harbor or Mateo Uungalele that you weren't expecting a couple of weeks ago. Those are the type of things. And Kirby Smart always seems to have a, a little uh, little something up his sleeve right there at the end of, of all the signing, signing classes, something that nobody typically sees coming. Um, so don't rule that out either, uh, whether it's a flip that people didn't see, uh, something along those lines. Um, but – We've got some more questions here, but real quick, do want to mention, as you see at the bottom, uh, we're presented by Turner Wooden Smith Insurance in cooperation with auto owners. You can go to TWSinsurance.com or autoowners, auto-owners.com for all your life, home, car, and business insurance needs. Guys, uh, I know personally that they have great policies uh, at auto owners that take care of you when, when you when you need it. And then, of course, if you need help navigating any of that stuff, Turner Wooden Smith is going to give you great customer service. So make sure to check out Turner Wooden Smith. They can service any anybody in the country. They handle people from, from all over the country. Yes, they're based out of Gainesville, Georgia, but been around since 1905 and have a, a great team over there that can get you uh, helped out. So uh, give Trey Wood and those guys a call over at Turner Wood and Smith Insurance. All right. Uh, Joe Deco says, um, does recruiting Harbor at tight end reflect how we feel on Deuce? Also, Justice Haynes will follow his heart and choose UGA very similarly to how Sting spurred the NWO in 1997. So, you know, Tread, I love the wrestling reference. Sting gave gave the NWO the okie doke, come out there, had the, the white and black on, and then uh, ripped it off and, you know, gave everybody the scorpion death drop so maybe maybe that's what uh justice haynes does if that ha- does happen we'll have to make a meme of uh justice haynes giving nick saving the scorpion death drop but uh how do you feel about harbor uh being recruited as a tight end is that maybe georgia waving the white flag a little bit on deuce robinson and you know usc having a big win this weekend 
I don't think that has anything to do. I think it has to do more that Harbors is wanting to be recruited on the offensive side of the ball rather than defense. I think that has more to do with the approach Georgia's taken at this point than, uh, and uh, then you have one of your best recruiters and Todd Harley on him and, and, and trying to get him on campus. Uh, Hartley is a, uh, as everybody knows, he gets who he wants basically. And, um, and so I don't think it's any anything to do with Deuce. I think it has a lot to do with what Harbor is telling Georgia and a way for Georgia to get him on campus for an official visit. And you bring him in, and you, you see where it goes. Um, so I don't think it has anything to do with Deuce. I think it has a, a lot to do with just uh, Nichols and getting him on campus, and uh, and and just uh, ref- reflective of where he where he sees himself right now, uh, wanting to play at the collegiate level. There we go. Uh, we got to get some. Uh... NWO style like rumors versus facts shirts and put out there. I think that would be some great merch. Uh, put in the chat if you'd buy a, an RVF uh, style shirt like the old NWO shirts. If you'd uh, if you'd buy some of that merch, support the show. Drop it in the chat. We'd love to. We'd love to provide you with some of that. We could put nil on the back. No doubt, nil. We could go nil with the the, the old uh, NWO letters. I mean, there's there's endless possibilities over there. All right, uh, Speedy Dog says, uh, "Who will be?" The 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 last minute surprise recruit that we signed this year. All right, Trent. So, I think everybody knows who, who I'm who I'm thinking because I'm, I, this is who everybody's been thinking the whole time. Is I, I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, I, I've always said if it happens, it's gonna happen last minute. I think it'd be Justin Haynes. And I said uh, I've always you know had a had a feeling uh, one way or other that. The final decision is not going to come to right before he puts that ink on the paper, and uh, so I think if the, if there's a biggest late last minute surprise, it will be Justice Haynes. Not saying it's going to be Justice Haynes, but I think it will be if if that does in fact happen. Yeah, I I can see that happening late uh, if that if that goes down. Um, and you know, right now publicly, at least, uh, Justice is saying all the right things in terms of saying committed to to Alabama. So that's that's what the young man's saying. But I just just telling you, I know for a fact that there's uh, there's there's inner workings uh, being done there, and there's some of their Georgia's trying to chisel away at that uh, that commitment there. So that would be one I would say. I'm trying to think of anybody else that's just off the wall out there that that uh, could be a little. I think bit- Anthony. I think Anthony Evans could, if if this happens, it's going to happen before. Um, and, you know, I think announcement would come before. I don't think it's just going to be a late minute surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 you know, I, I think a lot will depend on who shows up these next two weeks after the SEC championship. Um, there's going to be commits, um, committed elsewhere, show up and visit, and uh, anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't have a specific name for you, Trent, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a big time defensive back, particularly a corner that. That that Georgia has you know recruited uh, I don't know whether it's a name similar to like a Havian Toviano or 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 one of those type type guys that they were in on early um, heck a, a, a Cormani McLean like you know somebody of that ilk to, to that Georgia has had a, a little bit of a relationship before to, if if let's say Georgia theoretically goes out and just curb stomps LSU okay just I mean just put some takes them to the woodshed and national television and people see, well, Georgia just won a national championship 
and now they're undefeated and they've just won another SEC championship, I think I may take an official up to Athens, you know, before, before signing day. And get, I could see a big-time DB, uh, especially with, you know, people knowing that Keely Ringo's, uh, you know, going to be gone after this year. They lose uh, Christopher Smith at safety, and Georgia interchanges their DBs and moves them all around, does different things. I could see a big-time DB taking a flyer on Georgia late. Yeah, and that, that that's an, that's another um, and, and you know Kirby and 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 Muschamp and uh, and that, those guys, Fran Brown, all all excellent in uh, you know that department. And, and you always see a defensive back pop up late, and and it doesn't happen. I mean, it happens every single class. You always wonder why the heck are they taking another defensive back in this class? Well, you look look who that staff is. Um, you Kirby and Muschamp, and and those guys are gonna. Uh, that's that's a position they're always going to focus on bringing those. Um, dynamic defensive backs in there and um you know you brought up a good point with McLean and um I, I, this is a guy who who, who spurned the team that lost to Florida I mean, lost to Vanderbilt to go to Miami who's just straight up trash but also uh talking about that another thing that uh is the NIL that you have to watch and a lot of these guys are are already you know working on those so um it'll be like I said it's gonna be interesting next you know three weeks uh and and uh We'll be we'll be at UGA Sports to bring it to you. Absolutely, we'll be right there covering all of it, uh, whether it's a surprise or not. And and if it is uh, coming down the pike, you'll know know about it before anybody else. If you're a member over at UGAsports.com, especially uh, frequenting the vault over there, um, make sure to do us a favor. Lots of people tuned in right now. I mean, hundreds of people in here tuned in right now. Do, do us a couple things here. Hit that like button. It's free. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you don't already. And then just share this out on social media, uh, whether you uh, tweet out the link or put it on uh, uh, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. You hitting the like button and doing those kind of things helps the ag- algorithms, helps more uh, Georgia fans see it and get informed of uh, UGA recruiting here. So uh, that, that helps us out a lot too. All right, uh, Hall 55 how many recruits did we get in this class? So that's question one. Uh, if you had to say today what's your over – if you had to set a Vegas over-under uh, trend on this class number, what what would it be? Um, We're going 27 uh, and a half uh, for those? I mean, I think 27 and a half would be the, the number to go with. But, I'm, you know, it, it's for sure over if you're going portal with this. And, um, yeah. and I think the portal is included in this class. So – um, I'm, I'm bumping up to 28 and a half just to, you know, include the portal. But I think, I think Georgia's going over that number either way. So, yeah. And we've, and we've talked about the surprise addition already, which recruit will be the biggest surprise loss. Um, you know, I I'm mean, a, I think the biggest surprise loss has already happened. And, uh, yeah, Daniel Harris, maybe. And, uh, you know, Georgia's still working on, uh, trying to get him back in the class and, um, and they're going to continue to battle there. I know Penn State's uh, big in it, so um, you know you, you got you got more names. Um, well, for what, it, what it's worth, our our counterparts at the Penn State rivals site are hearing from their sources very confident about about Daniel Harris over there. Georgia's like as Trent mentioned, working real hard to try to get back in the good graces there and try to get, try to get him in there. He's never lost contact with Fran Brown and through through all this, so. They're still working there. Um, the two guys that take the most visits elsewhere uh, that are currently committed are Lawson Lucky and uh, Bo Hewley. 
Um, so those are the two guys that continue to visit places and stuff like that. So I, if Georgia did lose one of those two, I don't know necessarily you'd count it as a surprise because of how much they have visited other places while being committed, Trent. But, you know, those would be the two most likely if there's anybody that does decide yeah. to, to opt out. I don't, I don't think you're going to see just a random kid that's been committed for so long and you haven't heard much about visiting just pop up and, and decommit and commit elsewhere. I think uh, Georgia has pretty much their class locked in and uh, they're just working on adding to it for the most part. Yeah, Greg uh, Rosenberg said, didn't Hewley attend uh, LSU Bama instead of UGA Tennessee? I believe he did. I believe he did uh, go out to um, to uh, L- LSU uh, for, for that game. So definitely uh, something to just keep an eye on there and monitor. And, of course, we'll do that. Um, GA Doggo 9, we kind of touched on this already. He said, are we recruiting Harbor only as a tight end? You know, Trent mentioned right now you that's what he's wanting to be recruited as. So, uh, Kirby says, "Hey, let me introduce you to this uh, man named Todd Hartley over here, and then just lets <laughs> lets him talk to him. So, you know, we'll we'll see see what ends up transpiring when he comes December sixteenth through eighteenth for an official visit. John Adams, eighty eight. Any bias for targeting early enrollee players who may be rated uh, maybe rated slightly less over non early enrollees? So, you know, Trent, what what do you think there? Do you think?" Uh, you know, the, the preference now from these tabs are finding guys that can early enroll because of the advantage you get with getting them there, you know, as a mid-year guy in, in January instead of having to wait till August of their freshman year? It, 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 there is an advantage, but there's also a mixed sort because you see every year that Georgia has to um, take a couple guys and, and push them back uh, in enrollment because of you got to have the spot. you got to have the 85. And uh, and I think that's the important thing that we got to remember is uh, when you bring guys in, you got to have those those spots available on campus, whether it's guys that are going pro, whether it's guys that are graduating, uh, whether it's guys that are transferring out. You've got to have those spots available on campus. And I think Georgia has a good uh, recollection of what the number can be for what they can bring in. Um, but, you know, that they can't go over that number. And so it, it works both ways that they 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 need. You know, they're a slew of guys, especially at positions of need, that, they, that they're recruiting to come in early, that they know that they're going to be slim at the next year. And then there's those guys that they can uh, afford to, uh, you know, take in the spring and, and uh, you know, take a year of development or even, uh, you know, feel good about where they are, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint to come in and, and, and you know, uh, contribute right away. I uh, can't see it. See animal 31 or cannibal 31 says, uh, are we recruiting anyone who can convince Munkin to start targeting Bowers again or throw to Darnell in the red zone? So he's wanting to recruit uh, as uh, for somebody to assist Munkin in the booth. That's what he's wanting to recruit. Uh, listen, I, well, you if, know, who sits, you know, who sits next to Munkin in the booth. It's the tight yeah, end coach. Exactly. So it, you can't get much better than what you have sitting next to him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just telling you, uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Georgia was not – I mean, with the wind, the wind was stout. I mean, gust up to 20, 25 miles an hour. I think it got down to low 20s in that game. Listen, uh, Stetson Bennett, great quarterback for, for Georgia. He's doing great things, but he's got them little Burger King hands. You remember the you remember the the commercial with the, the guy with the little Burger King no. hands? 
listen, sometimes when you got small hands, uh, you know, being able but, to hold but, on. But Stetson's hands are a whole inch longer than uh, than Aaron Murray's. So yeah, and not Aaron Murray, but Jake Fromm's. Jake Fromm Fromm had eight eight nine hands, and uh, Stetson's got around nine nine hands. So he's he's more towards the NFL, but still, it's uh, it is uh, not good conditions to throw in. Uh, and and you know I, I know it, it, he he got off to a rough start. Stetson uh, let some balls, uh, you know, as as they uh, Dane and and Brett uh, Brett have an, uh, talked about this week on on uh, you know breaking down the game and and showing some of those missed throws and and he just got he, he let that the, too much air under him at times and and you know the wind took a hold of him and and. Uh, this was a game, and, and this was a game to take Georgia back to the 2018 uh, early years of Kirby. That said, yeah. "Hey, we got we're up 16 nothing. We're, we're going to run the football, <laughs> and you can't score 16 on my defense." And that's the way they felt, and that's the way they that that's why they went on. Yes, and I, I do agree with Darnell in the red zone. I would throw it to him every single time as long as I got a cornerback on him. Uh, I would make them stop it. And yes, yeah, 100%. I agree. Of course, I'm being facetious with uh, Stetson's <laughs> hands. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying he's not the biggest guy in the world, so unless he's just abnormal, uh, I would imagine that could be an issue at, at, uh, at certain times. Uh, he's so, a little abnormal, uh, though. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I can imagine anybody gripping the football and throwing it unless you just got like Brett Favre arm and those kind of cr- uh, conditions are, you know, a little bit, little bit different. So I, and, I think – that's one thing Will Levis has is yeah. Will Levis has a Matthew Stafford type arm. I'm not saying he's up here, and the accuracy with the football is definitely needs a lot of improvement. But he has the arm to throw it through that win. And yeah. uh, Stetson has a great arm. Don't get yeah. me wrong, Stetson he has a better arm than Jake Crum, but yeah. but uh, there's still there's a, there's a little bit of a difference. Absolutely. And our last question here is from Simpson 0627. Uh, Deuce Harbor, Deuce Harbor, Lucky Sperlin. Uh, if they all say they're coming, what does Kirby Smart do besides give uh, Hartley a raise? Nothing. I mean, so hell know, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I don't know what else you can can do. We get you know maybe give him give him a little more time off. Uh, Hartley's a big family guy. You know that could be a, a nice reward. A little bit more time with his. Uh, family, that kind of stuff. But other than that, uh, you know, I mean, you tell Hartley that he can have off until um, after the national championship game recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> what is, I mean, he's got to be one of the most highly paid tight end coaches in the country. Like, I mean, yeah. he's he's, he's got to be. Uh, so, I don't know that how much more you give him raise, but he's unbelievable on the trail for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. All right. So here we go. Let's let's uh, let's touch on youtube real quick any any quick questions on the youtube chat if anybody's got something throw it in there we'll, we'll try to answer it real quick but other than uh, other than kind of what we've talked about um trent now it's just kind of the next week or so it's it's uh wait and see mode get through the getting through the the georgia tech getting a lot of young guys on campus 26 class 25 class 24 class a lot of these younger guys underclassmen let them see what a game day environment's like. Let them get acquainted with some of the recruiting staff. And then Georgia's going to be focused on trying to win a uh, its second SEC championship while Kirby under Kirby Smart's tenure. And then I think after that is when you see really, really see the the, the heavy lifting come into play here. 
The the most in, important thing to Kirby and his staff right now, and I know recruiting never takes a back seat uh, to that staff, but the most important thing to them is the number one seat because you get to play in Atlanta, and uh, and you get to you know you you're looking at the teams you're going to play somebody like a uh, if Michigan slipped in if they lost and slipped in or a USC or a TCU and you get to play them in your backyard. So I think that is the number one goal for the staff right now is beat Georgia Tech, beat LSU, get the number one seed, then let's go land a class. And, uh, and yes, there's going to be some recruiting done in between that, this and there, but I think that number one seed is very important in this situation. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, if, if nobody's got anything here on the, the uh, YouTube chat, he said, uh, well, we do have one here uh, from uh, Jeremy – Barbary here. He says any commits before early signing day. I think you'll see, uh, you know, of course, Samuel and Pimba announces on December 4th, the day after the SEC championship game. I think that he'll, uh, you know, he sits good with Georgia. I think you could see, I think you could see Jordan Hall end up committing before uh, signing day. I think you could see Damon Wilson if he, in fact, chooses Georgia. Listen, uh, we, we always say that one game doesn't determine things, uh, Trent, but if, if Michigan goes on there and, and does to Ohio State what they did to Ohio State last year, that would probably give a guy like Damon Wilson a little bit of uh, room for pause there on, on that kind of deal. So, uh, yeah, and, and, you're going, and you're going to Ohio, Ohio in uh, late November. So um, yeah. let's see how that is. He, he, he said in a quote to our, uh, our Ryan Riot at, at Rivals, he said, he said, man, I really want to go somewhere where I'm going to enjoy living for the next four years. So uh, who, who knows what that weather is going to be like in uh, in Columbus as well. So um, Georgia and Ohio State not only potentially going head-to-head for a national championship this year, but they're going head-to-head for Damon Wilson. They're going head-to-head for um, Mateo Uungalele, it seems like now. So uh, lots of guys they're going uh, they're going going head-to-head for. So, But with that, That is Trent Smallwood. I'm Blaine Gilmer. This has been UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Turner Wood and Smith and Auto Owners Insurance. Check out their links in the description. Make sure to hit subscribe. Turn on notifications to catch Jim Donnan and Roddy and Dane and and Brent and everybody on the channel, uh, that that Paul, everybody that goes live every time – every week here on the UGA Sports YouTube channel. We greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you guys next Monday night on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts.